Yo, what's up, guys? Nay here. My apologies for not releasing the episode yesterday. Um, usually I release episodes every Friday around 9 p.m. Eastern time. I am currently in California on a mission, um, getting trained for my missionary trip for about three months. And so just being spiritually prepared for that and traveling the country to do gospel crusades for the last three months and coming back to America um, in June. So um, this week was Freedom Week. And honestly, I just want to share with you guys what I um, what I learned during this week. Um, so what I learned during this week, something that I already kind of knew, but something that was just like added to what I currently knew about salvation. And so most of us, when we hear salvation, I actually might do like a longer podcast one day, a deeper study of what the word is and, and what it actually means for three types of salvation that we see in scripture. So most of us, when we think of salvation, we think of, you know, Acts 2.38, repent and repent and be baptized and you shall be saved. And we think that salvation is only the moment when we, when we come into Christ, when we come into the family of God, when we are adopted into the family of God as sons and daughters. And that is true. Salvation is a part of that, but that's the, only the first step of salvation, right? So we even see in scripture, work out your salvation. Are you saying, are you saying you got to do works for salvation? Today? No, that's not what I'm saying. Like, hear me out. So salvation, right? The Bible says to be, um, to be saved, being saved, and then saved again. And what that is, what Paul is referring to when we read scripture, when you ever, if you ever see saved, being saved, and saved again, um, you're really, you're reading about justification, sanctification, and glorification. And so be, when we are saved, when we come into the body of Christ, that is justification. We are now justified. We are now righteous, right? We are now holy and blameless before his sight, according to Ephesians, right? The Bible says when we become a new creation, we are made in the, the new creation is made in the likeness of God in a sense of we are righteous, right? Of the righteousness, um, and something that's I can believe for God. I think it's, I think it's in Corinthians, um, and so that's that's the justification. We are now justified. We are now in right standing with God. When you repent and be baptized, and when you believe in your heart, confess in your mouth, and when you are saved, you are now justified. But salvation doesn't stop there because the word salvation in Greek actually means delivered, being delivered, right? So salvation is not only a one like it's not really a one time event. It's a continual, continual process. So we are saved from the wrath of God, according to Romans, right? When we are justified, when we are made righteous, when we are made holy, when we are made blameless, when we put our faith in Jesus, we are now justified. We are now in right standing. But the Bible says to work out your salvation, right? As well, it's meaning sanctification, right? The Bible says in Corinthians, going from glory to glory, that is sanctification, right? So you are continually continually being saved from, you know, demons from the past or being saved from some childhood trauma, right? Being saved from shame and guilt and things like that is you're being sanctified, you're being healed, you're being delivered. And then we have glorification, um, which is saved again when Jesus comes um, when he comes back for his bride and we are saved and we are glorified, our bodies will be made um, like his. 
And so I just want to touch base really today on the being saved part. Because most of you guys listening to this podcast, you're probably already saved in the sense you're justified. You confess your mouth, believe in your heart, you repent it, got back, whatever it is. Most of you guys are saved, right? You're justified, you're in right standing properly. But I want to focus on the being saved part. I want to focus on the sanctification part. Um, because most people believe in one saved, always saved, meaning that, um, I'm saved. I'm like not. I'm not saying every person that believes in one step always saved believes this, but a lot of people who believe in one step always saved think because I'm saved, I don't need to be holy. I don't need to be justified. But the Bible literally says, "Be holy as He is holy. Be holy as God is holy." Right? And so, sanctification is an essential part. The Bible literally says, "Without holiness, you will not enter kingdom, the kingdom of God." The Bible literally says says that without holiness, you will not. Um, you will not see God. That's what the Bible says. I think it's just, I think it says in the James, but don't quote me on that. So I want to focus on the being saved, the sanctification part. And the, this week was called Freedom Week and the missionary training I'm doing. I'm doing this thing called uh, it's Circuit Riders, which is under a ministry called YWAM, Youth with a Mission, one of the largest mission uh, missionary organizations in the world one of the largest missionary organizations in the world the history behind that is insane it's crazy praise god and circuit riders so such a blessing to be a part of circuit riders been a long time coming um so anyway so this week was freedom week and freedom week really focuses on the mission the people that are being prepared to go out on missions to be free from shame unforgiveness guilt anger Whatever it is that's holding us back, because the Bible says to remove any hindrance, right? Remove any hindrance that's preventing us to really go and draw near to God. And so we focus on the being saved part. We focus on the sanctification part, right? We focus on being healed and being free. And I just want to encourage you guys that continue to be saved. What I mean by that, some of you guys struggle with anger. You get impatient so easily. You get angered so easily. How do I know? Because I was that until I got actually delivered. Right? I had a spirit of anger on me. I literally got delivered. Now, we don't believe Christians can have demons. That's another story. Long story short, Christians can have demons because Christ- demons do not reside in our spirits. The Holy Spirit resides in our spirit. Christian, I mean, demons reside in the flesh. This is why the Bible says, crucify the flesh. Um, nothing good resides in the flesh. And so much more. Um, if the Holy Spirit also reside resided in the flesh, why would He tell us to crucify it? Anyway, so demons reside in your flesh. Um, when you have your soul, your mind, will, and your emotion, and whatever you give more attention to. If you give more attention to your flesh, your soul is going to submit to your flesh. If you give more attention to your spirit, your soul is going to submit to your spirit, to the Holy Spirit. So anyway, so we focus on the sanctification part. Being here, like I said, some of you guys struggle with anger. Some of you guys struggle with shame from from your past. Maybe. Maybe you were touched inappropriately as a child and you had a biological response to that as God built us and you felt pleasure, but you knew it was wrong. Maybe you was touched by your uncle, your brother, maybe your sister, your mom, whatever it is. You were touched by a family member or a family friend or by a friend or whatever the case may be. You were touched by someone and you felt shame because you thought it was your fault. Or you felt pleasure from it, but you knew you wasn't supposed to tell anyone, or you you were afraid to tell someone. 
because they maybe they wouldn't believe you, maybe they would re- reject you. Whatever the case may be, you felt shame for it. Or maybe you were someone that touched another person. Childhood experimentation is a very real thing. Children, like when we played a game house as a kid, children touching other children. Um, men, or little boys and little girls. Little girls and little girls. Little boys and little boys. Childhood experimentation, whether you're doing it with a friend, a family member, whatever it is. It's a very real thing, and a lot of people actually experience it more than you think. And so you feel shame, you feel guilt, you're terrified. Um, the spirit of fear is like gripping you, choking you. You're terrified that it's going to come out. You're terrified your parents are going to find out, the world is going to find out, and your whole world is going to be crumbling down. Um, and God wants you free from that. And I want to encourage you, if you have not repented from these things, repented from childhood experimentation, from shame, from guilt, from self-condemnation, from self-hatred, from anger, from whatever it is. If you ever repented from these things, do so and be very specific. There's so much power in specific repentance. There's so much power in specific repentance, right? And God will forgive you. Something I learned this week that really hit me is that I used to like I used to repent for the same sin over and over and over again because I didn't feel like God forgave me. Let me say that one more time. I did not feel like God forgave me, so I kept repenting. Do you not realize that's against his scripture? It's against his scripture. His the Bible says when in, in first John in first John John one uh in first John chapter one chapter one verses five and nine five chapter one verses five, I think, or verses nine. It says, If we confess our sins unto God, he's faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So literally it did not say if we confess our sins that he would give, then he will forgive us in a couple of days. That he will cleanse us in a couple of days. It says if we, if he if we confess our sins that he is he is faithful and just, faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That faithful and just literally the word righteousness or righteous literally means to be faithful and just. To literally he is righteous enough. He is righteous enough to cleanse us from all unrighteousness because he is righteous. And so. What I learned this week is that his forgiveness is not delayed. The moment we repent sincerely, not just saying, God, I'm sorry, then turn back to your same sin. How many times, how many times we have done that? We watch porn, God, I'm sorry, and we go back to porn. And we're still in bondage, right? Oh, God, I'm sorry. Are you only repenting on Sunday? You're just saying, God, like, repentance isn't a God, I'm sorry. It's, it's, we, I did it in the last episode. It's a turning away from your sin. Right. When we are sincerely repenting, the Bible says when we, when we repent, it's it's refreshing in Acts. It says it when we repent it's refreshing. Right. He is faithful and just. He is his forgiveness is not delayed. He does not have delayed forgiveness. He forgives us instantly, instantly. Right. He forgives. He forgives us instantly. There's a lot of things I have to repent from. Right. But now, even two weeks before coming to this, um, you know, uh, this training, I got like I said, I got delivered from anger and I can really see that I'm not getting impatient or angry as easily as I used to. Right. I live in a house with. I think like eight or 10 other girls and back before I, I would have got delivered, I would have got so impatient and irritated so easily. I would have been in my flesh, but because the Lord delivered me, because I realized that this was a stronghold, this was a spirit that I needed to let go, that I need, needed to repent of. He met me where I was at. 
He met me where I was at and delivered me. And now I can walk in freedom, right? Salvation, like like I said, when we are saved, we're not just saved from the wrath of God. We're just not free from the wrath of God. We can be free. He said, I have come to give life and life to the abundant. We can be free from anger. We can be free from shame. We can be free from sexual immorality. We can be free. We don't have, you, you choose your freedom. You can choose your freedom. This is why so many pastors fall into sexual sin because they chose to stay in bondage. They chose to not tell anyone. They chose to not take repentance seriously. They cho- And I don't know every pastor's story, so I can't say that for every pastor. So I repent, God, if I'm, I'm being wrong, I'm just judging. But every sin starts with a thought. Right. And if we deep, we think deeply on that thought, thought. And after that thought, it comes, it, it comes actions. And after the actions is, 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 is sin is so much more. Right. And, but you can be free. The Bible says to make, take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. Part of my testimony, I used to struggle with homosexuality. I used to be what they would call bisexual. Right. Right. And so I used to, to this day, uh, I don't not anymore because I literally actually repented and asked God to deliver me. Um, I thought I was delivered, but I really wasn't. And I have had no homosexual thoughts in the last couple of days. So praise God. Um, but anyway, so I'm like, I have to choose to take every thought captive and make it obedient to the word of God. Make it obedient to the word of Christ. Make it obedient to Christ. If any thought I have or feeling that I may have does not align with scripture is is either of the flesh or is demonic and it has to go and it has to be obedient to the word of God. So if I have a thought of unrighteous anger, unholy anger, I got to make it obedient. If I have a sexual lustful thought, I got to make it obedient. If I have a perverted thought, I got to make it obedient. If I have, um, a shameful thought, self-hatred thought, self-condemnation thought. I got to make it obedient to the word of God. If what I'm feeling, what I'm seeing, what I'm doing, uh, what I'm thinking does not align with scripture, it's either other flesh or it's demonic and it must go in Jesus name. Some of you guys are still struggling with sin because you're refusing to tell two people. I mean, you're refusing to do two things, either tell God or tell another person. And there's so much confession, not only telling God, but telling another person. The Bible says, um, confess your sins onto one another so that you may be healed. It says that in James, confess your sins onto one another so that you may be healed. Sometimes there's, you need to tell another human being. The Bible says it's not good for man to be alone. The Bible says iron sharpens iron. Well, well, nay, I'm afraid they're going to, what they're going to think of me if they find out their sin. Right? I'm afraid what they're going to think. I'm afraid what's going to happen. I'm afraid. Ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, who should, who can I trust with this secret? Who can I trust? Who can I tell that I did childhood experimentation? Right? Who can I tell? Who can I trust with this information? Do not battle this shame alone because shame will take over you when it stays concealed, but it will break. It will, uh, you can break free from shame when it is revealed. Shame can take over you when it is concealed, but you can break free from shame when it is revealed. There's so much freedom. 
and being specific. There's so much freedom in not only confessing to God, but sometimes even um, confessing onto other people as well. Be careful who you tell. Be careful what you tell to certain people. That's what I'm saying. Ask the Holy Spirit. There's something I have never told anyone. Only God knew. And during my deliverance session, that one thing I did kept coming to my mind. And I'm like, God probably wants me to confess to another human being. And I was terrified to do so. Absolutely terrified to do so. And I did. I confessed to him. Right? And he didn't judge me. He didn't look at me differently. Matter of fact, he even said I did something similar when I was a kid. Right? There's so much freedom. Not only, I guess two people now know, because the other person kind of, this week kind of figured it out, but based on the shame that I felt. So I was free from shame from that thing I did, like in the sense of self-hatred. Like I literally told God, like, God, I hated myself. I said, God, I hate myself, but it's okay. You love me. And he's like, uh-uh. <laughs> like, God is such a good guy. He's such a good father. He was not okay with me hating myself. It makes no sense. Why would you? Why would we hate ourselves when God loves us? It doesn't make any sense. I might do another podcast specifically on that, um, of, of, of self-hatred and how I dealt with that and shame. And But, you know, today I told a lady, um, yesterday I told a lady I don't deal with shame. I'm good with shame. I got healed from shame. And we go through these manuals. And it has like certain check boxes you got to check off and see if you, <clears throat> if you actually deal with it or not. And I was like, dang, I still have a little bit of shame left. And I didn't realize it. It's shame is not taking over me like it did before, but I still have a little bit left that I have to deal, that I have to deal with. And have I been completely freed from it yet? No. Um, so now are you telling me about being free from shame? Cause look, bro, I, I know the freedom I'm going to feel after walking out on the other end of this. And I want you to be free. I want you to not only be saved, but being saved. I want you to work out your salvation. In other words, I want you to work out your freedom. I want you to live that abundant life that God talks about. How, how is it that we can be saved? Like this, there's too many people sitting in the pews still in bondage. Because all the pastors are talking about is how to, how, how to be a good person. Too many people sitting in the pews, still in bondage to pornography, still in bondage to anger. Do you know how many people go to church and they go home and they sexually molest their daughter? Ooh, but y'all don't want to talk about that, though. Do you know how many people go to church and they probably, they have drug use? They probably have, like, like they literally... Some people go to church and they literally are hiding so much abuse in their home, but they come to church and you think they're phenomenal people. Do you know how many people go to church and they're faking it? They're in bondage. If only they knew the freedom they could have. If only pastors talk about spiritual warfare. If only pastors knew what salvation really is and what it really means. If only pastors... If you have a pastor in bondage oh what do you think the congregation is going to be if your pastor's in bondage the congregation is going to be in bondage if your pastor's not dealing with sin the congregation's not going to deal with sin if your pastor's letting things go the, the congregation's going to let things go you got two options if you go to that church call it out or leave by the holy spirit be led by, be led by the holy spirit that with that all right 
But anyway, this was longer than what I expected to be. This was not planned, but thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading me. But more of the story is, guys, I want you guys to be free. Like, I'm still walking out freedom. I'm not free from every, and I'm not talking about, oh, cast demons out of me. I'm not talking about that. I mean, part of that, yes, but it's not just about demons all the time, bro. Not everything's a demon. <laughs> Some things are a stronghold. Some things are the mindset, and strongholds start with mindsets. Strongholds start with coming to an agreement with the lives of the enemy. Not everything's a demon. Some things are sh- like literally a stronghold, guys. So, I don't know, might do a podcast on that too. So, you could not, guys, know the difference between a demon. Like, I, I did, I gave a thing on how to cast out a demon. But maybe I should also do a podcast how to tear down strongholds. But let me study that on myself. Cause, but anyway, thanks, guys, for listening. I'm going to pray for you guys and I'm going to end this. So, Father God, I thank you so much for this podcast. <laughs> this was so improvised, but maybe it was Holy Spirit led. And I pray for every person listening to this. I pray they will work out and walk out their salvation and assist their walking out freedom, God. They, some, of, some, of, some, of, some, some of the people here are believing you. They believe, they confess with their mouth and they believe in their hearts that, that they are saved and they believe in Jesus. They believe that who he, who he is, who he says is, is. But God, they're not walking out free. They're not, they're not walking out fully free. Some of them still struggle with porn. Some of them still struggle with anger, shame, whatever it is. So right now, I just pray for any of you struggling with shame, struggling with anything, too afraid, too afraid to ask for help, too afraid to ask for prayer. I pray for strength and I pray for boldness in the name of Jesus. I pray that you would be break, broken free from shame, broken free from anger, broken free from sexual immorality, broken free from unforgiveness in the name of Jesus. I pray for healing. I pray for emotional healing, mental healing, physical healing, sexual healing, if that makes sense. I'm not sure that's really the thing, but I just pray that you will be healed in the name of Jesus. I pray that you, you will learn and know the true freedom that comes from following Jesus. That it's not just about being saved from the wrath of God, although that's a bit part of it. It's not just about being saved from hell, although that's a bit, a bit part of it. It's about being saved from sin, saved from strongholds, saved from the lives of the enemy, saved even from our own selves, from our own flesh. So Father, I just pray you touch them right now. Holy Spirit, if there's anyone listening and they need to confess sins to another person. Reveal to them right now who that person is in Jesus' mighty name. I pray for full freedom in the body of Christ, God. No more of us walking in bondage, God. And I pray for unconditional love in the body of Christ. That when a person comes to us and confesses sin to us as they did, that they may feel ashamed for. That we don't judge them. That we don't condemn them. But we say, I love you and God loves you and God forgives you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Hey, guys. If you guys want to reach out to me and have a conversation, or maybe you want to confess to me. I know you don't know me, but maybe you want to confess to me about something you have done. Because many people have actually done this before that I don't know. And just say, hey, this is what I've, this is what I've done. Um, follow me on Instagram. You don't have to follow me. DM me on Instagram or TikTok. And it's Naology, N as in Nancy, A-E-E-O-L as in Larry, O-G as in Goat, Y. Naology, N-A-E-E-O-L-O-G-Y. Naology, 
Instagram and TikTok. And I would love to have this conversation with you. I would love to walk you guys through inner healing prayer, do freedom. I want you guys to be free in Jesus' name. Again, it's not just about casting out demons. When demon comes out, sweet, whatever. But it's about being like like tearing off the chains, unlocking the chains, tearing down the strongholds in Jesus' name. So, guys, be blessed. Love you guys. See you guys next week.